What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Toby. You know me from Sister Act 2, Mr. Oh Happy Day, and the hit R&B group City High. I'm welcoming everybody to join and tune into the Michael Finkley Show on YouTube and also on the Greater Works Network on Roku TV. Don't forget to subscribe. We're chatting with the Divines. Jamie and Tamika Divine are with us. I'm going to poll in places and help me volunteer on election day. Election night, he came to my campaign party. Um, and so at the end of the night, I asked him, I said, hey, um, would you like to go to lunch? Um, Coming up. Just to make it. Just to make it. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Thanks for watching. So I've been thinking more and more about these different transitions in my life that have been happening since 2021 has come into play. And as I said before in a previous show, I've been counting my blessings, blessings, naming them truly one by one. And so I remember I was on a phone with a friend, I received an email from them previously and they said, hey, Finkley, I want to give you a call. I'm like, okay, awesome. Let's chat. All right, let's do it. And so they called me and they were saying, hey, Finkley, I have some things happening, I have some things going on. I may be running for this particular office and I want you to be one of the first to know. And so when I got the phone call from this individual, I said to myself, I was so excited for them. I was ecstatic. I said, anything that I can do, please let me know. But I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, when did Finkley get to this point where individuals are calling them to tell them this type of news? And I immediately went to the point of, this is what you're prayed for, Finkley. This is what you've been asking God for, right? to be a person of influence, to be a person that has a voice, to be a person that can assist others in their different endeavors or what have you. So I had to really step back and say, God, you did this for me and I thank you for it. I asked for it and at times, you know, we, we've got to back up and say, oh my gosh, God, is this happening? But you asked for it, right? You prayed for it. It's something that you prayed for. So acknowledge it and work in it, all right? Because more is to come. Because we know that he's not slack concerning his promise. So this is where I am in my life, right? And I thank God for it. And I know that I know from my heart and with my mind and all my soul and my singing you that God can trust me with this this platform. He can trust me with the connections that he's given me and will give me in the future. So I just want to share that with you, that whatever you asking God for, whatever you asked God for, it's going to come to pass because he's not slack concerning his promise. He's a man of his word. He's going to give you your heart's desire. So don't be surprised when it comes. Don't be surprised when it comes. Our show today, we are chatting with the Divines. We have Jamie and Tamika with us. They're going to talk about 
their awesome relationship of almost 20 years, their kids, and they're making some major moves in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Jamie with education and Tamika, mm, girl is running for mayor um, of Columbia, South Carolina. Can you believe it? Columbia, South Carolina, y'all. It's a story you would not want to miss. We'll be right back. Coming up, we chat with the Divines. We'll be right back. Next Finkley, we have Martin Bailey and we have Natalie Williams. On the next Michael Finkley, Friday. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome back to the Michael Bingley Show. Now, I had to bring this awesome couple back. They have become like family to me, and they're doing some amazing, amazing things in the city of Columbia, South Carolina. You all, I am introducing to you all Jamie and Tamika Devine. Tamika Devine, how are you? Hey, Michael. Good to see you. Hey, it's great to be here. And oh, gosh, thank you so much. We're, we're so proud of you and all that you are doing. Yes. And we're excited that you even thought of, about bringing us on your show again. Oh, yeah. Thank you, friend. We appreciate it. Be back. Oh, you're, oh, you're very welcome. I had to. Last season, I interviewed you separately. But I'm like, I got to get them together this time around because <laughs> I, I need I need this. I need this. My viewers need this. And so how did this divine relationship happen? How did you all meet? I will start first. Um, I saw her. Um, she was campaigning. This was in um, 2001, actually, um, when I used to work for the Columbia Housing Authority. Uh, mm -hmm. Gibble Walker, former executive director, uh, had me go to uh, Bobby Guest, who was the former board chair, go to his office um, on Assembly Street, which is now where the CVS is. That was a USC office. I went oh, in there wow. and I saw this pretty young lady having a blue, baby blue suit, driving a nice black Lexus truck. I said, my God, who is this? <laughs> and so that was my kind of my first time just in passing. I didn't know who she was. She didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of, hey, how, how you doing? And, mm -hmm. and that was that. So then in March of 2002, our good friend, my good fraternity brother, uh, mentor, Vince Ford, uh, formally introduced us at the Omega Mardi Gras. And um, from there, uh, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I would just add, so I, I used to go to Mr. Gist's office all the time. So I know what Blue said he's talking about. Uh -huh. And I know I was going there. I was campaigning and he was he was helping me out a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't recall seeing Jamie then, but at Omega Mardi Gras, um, yeah, Vince Ford has always been like a big brother to me. Um, and so I was talking to Vince actually about my campaign and um, I was I actually didn't even want to go to Omega Mardi Gras. But people were like, you're campaigning, you need to come out. Plus, you know, might have a little bit of fun. So I was out and about campaigning um, and I was talking to Vince and I walked away and then Vince said, call me back over. And when he called me back over, he introduced us. Um, and then once he introduced us, um, I said, hey, I said, I'm supposed to meet you. And I told him, I said, um, Bobby Giss and, and Gilbert Walker said that they had somebody who would help make introductions for me at the, you know, in the housing authority. Cause he, at the time was managing several of the, the senior high rises. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I gave him my number so that we can connect um, so that he can help me campaign. Um, I, I say, you know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, during the course of the campaign, he had asked me out and I um, declined because respectfully, but because I was so focused on my campaign, I, I couldn't, you know, even now in the current campaign, which we'll talk about later, I, I when I get focused on a goal, I'm focused. <laughs> so I was focused on that goal, did not need a distraction of dating. And the thing that really got me about him is he was like, okay, I respect that. That's cool. And he was like, but I'd like to help. And so he helped me over my campaign over the next several weeks. Um, and then um, election night, he came to my election night party. He actually election day, he met me at right. one of the, at one of the polling places and mm -hmm. helped me volunteer on election day, mm -hmm. election night, he came to my campaign party. Mm -hmm. um, and so at the end of the night, I asked him, I said, Hey, um, would you like to go to lunch? Um, and so we went to lunch two days later and we've been together ever since. Uh, and I will say, Michael, and I, I want to say this for folks, the thing that really got me was I had met several guys during my campaign and I would say the same thing, respectfully decline a, a date and say, I'm focused on this. And I had some really, very disrespectful, dismissive responses. Uh, like I had a guy said, well, you make time for what you want to. And you know, of course, in my mind, I was like, well, I was saying I want to make a time for you. <laughs> but it was it was very dismissive because I was focused on the goal. And I felt like, OK, if this man is not going to respect my goals while he's just asking me out. Then certainly if it goes further, he's not going to respect my goals. So the one thing I love about right. Jamie, not only did he respect that I had a goal, but he also supported it by volunteering on my campaign. And the rest is history. We've been together ever since. Wow. Amazing. For uh, six 16? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what is it? We've been, we just hit 17 years of being married. Okay. 17 years of being and, married. And that was almost 19 years ago. That was in 2002. And well, initially, we're now, yeah. so in my mind, it's yeah. 2001. But yeah. okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Amazing. And so, you know, 19 years together, almost 20 years together. What I love your last name, by the way, because it's just it's just amazing. It was divine being they brought you all together. So what keeps the divines divine all these many years? So I would say first, um, ironically, we talked about this the other day uh, in, in my office, three C's, uh, commitment, communication and caring or character. Mm -hmm. uh, first we were committed to each other. We were committed to something. Uh, and that came from being committed to other things growing up and throughout our lives. And secondly, I would say it's communication. 
we have a weekly meeting where we meet on Sundays to talk about what's going to happen the next week or the next month or, you know, leading up to where we want to go. Um, and then finally, I would say is character. We know who we are. We could almost almost finish each other's sentences. Uh, we could almost think what we're going to say. So, so for me, the three C's uh, make a difference um, uh, and has kept us together. And um, so I'll leave it there. And Tamika, if you want to add. And I would add that, I mean, we, we're truly best friends. I mean, we are best friends. We talk to each other several times a day about everything from people who frustrate us to our challenges, to our goals. And, you know, so I really can literally call him about anything and we could talk. And so really for us, the important part about that, and, and I always remember this when, you know, several years ago, we, we lost a, a son. And when we lost our baby, um, you, we would send the girls to school and we would be together and we would sit here all day and just talk. Um, and I remember after that, he made the comment that, you know, it made him think about like how we'd be when we'd empty nesters and that without the kids being here and being our focus, we still had things that we had in common and we could talk about. So I think that's really good for us. And that's why we, we promote date nights all the time. That's why we have, you know, our show date night for the divines and other things, because we promote that, that friendship. And then I just can't stress enough the, the goal, going back to that goals part. Yeah. I talked to so many uh, women, particularly young women who are, have goals and have dreams and they have a partner that they've selected that doesn't believe and support their goals and dreams. And, you know, and I talk about that a lot that you have to make sure that you have somebody who you can grow with. And part of that growth is you continuing to see, ha seek more, to have better, to have goals and somebody that not only um, supports that and doesn't feel threatened by the fact that you have goals, bold goals that you want to go after, but it also challenges them to say, okay, well then I need to step my game up if I'm going to stick with this person. And so I think that helps you guys grow together because you challenge each other, but you also motivate and push and support each other. Amazing. And in that growth, your family has expanded over those almost 20 years together as well. Four children all together, three still with us, one in heaven, um, as I love that you all say. Uh, how has your children changed your life and what have they taught you? So I would say that, um, you know, when you, well, at least for me, uh, having children is, is the one is a blessing because I believe the legacy that you leave will be in your children. And so I'm blessed and we're blessed that we have a legacy that it will be left with our children as well as some other things that we've done. But for me, uh, leaving that legacy with, through the children um, hopefully is, is, is where I want to be because you know, somewhere in the Bible says a man leaves a legacy for generations to come. And so I'm blessed and thankful for that. They help us grow, as you talked about earlier. Um, they've helped us see ourselves differently. Uh, we're not the same parents that we were last year, year before last, five years ago, um, because what we did in our 30s, we don't do in our 40s. Right. Um, and we have a three-year-old who is definitely full of energy and uh, just wakes up early morning, you're like, okay, son, I need to get a little more rest and I'm ready to not, you know, I'm not ready to get up just, just yet. But he makes us appreciate life, at least for me, makes us appreciate life a little bit better. And, 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 and so, and, and with the girls being a, I guess, a, is it a girl dad, dad girl? Is that what, what girl is dad. <laughs> girl dad, you know, um, it makes you appreciate 
the young women and it makes you um, uh, appreciate, you know, that you can have influence in their life. And hopefully I'm their first love and what they see I do with their mother um, will, will, they will, they will appreciate that when it's time for them to start dating, um, start uh, hanging out with, with some of their friends. And so they see some of the things, okay, this is how you treat a woman. This is how a lady should be treated. And, and, and just some of those social things that we go through now. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I don't have a lot to add other than I think being parents, I think also gives us that, um, just that spiritual guidance of understanding that, um, you know, we are blessed in so many different ways. And, and so, you know, we are an example of what God, you know, like God's relationship is with us, ours is with our, our kids. And so we see ourselves as, as such a bigger piece of the world by being able to be parents. Um, and being able to 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 raise them raise them to be productive members of society and, and to give back as well. So I, that's the only thing I would add to what Jamie said. Gotcha. I, I love that. And you're still here in Colombia. You could have moved anywhere in the United States in the world. Why did you all decide to stay in Colombia? I think it was intentional. Um, I, th- I think for us, we looked around, as, as you said, where is it that we want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you from an educational perspective, one of the reasons why I, I ran for the school board was I wanted to make sure uh, that we had a great school system and a great, uh, and our kids have a great education. Uh, wouldn't mind them going off to college, uh, you know, if it's out of, out of state or in state or out of Columbia, but I want them to come back home. I want them to have a place to grow up, uh, to raise their families and to be around us. And, and to come back and be productive members of society, whether they have children or not, but just want them to just enjoy life and then hopefully to come back and have a place of employment here, or entrepreneurship um, uh, opportunities here in Columbia. So again, again, like you said, we could have went anywhere, but we love Columbia. We yeah. think Columbia is the place to be. Uh, we, again, we're raising three beautiful children here. Um, we have great amenities here, a great mm-hmm. education system now. Uh, as I tell people, everything's not perfect, but we're working on it and we're well on our way to create the best um, um, education system, I think, uh, in, in, in the world. So of course, you know, he's education, so he talks a lot about that. <laughs> I, I, would, I would agree with him, but I disagree in that I've never wanted to be anywhere else. And so it, I, although I, I, you're right, I, I could have probably gone anywhere else. When I left here, I'm from Columbia. I grew mm-hmm. up here. My dad is from Colombia. My grandparents are from Colombia. So Colombia is home, not just for me, but my family. Right. And so family is so very important to me. Um, and so even when I went away to college, I went to Hampton University um, for law uh, for undergrad. I only applied to two law schools. I applied to the University of South Carolina because I knew I wanted to come back home. Mm-hmm. And I also applied to William and Mary just because I was in Hampton. And so I was like, uh, I know this area. I'll apply here because I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Right. But as soon as I got my acceptance from USC, I knew I was going to come back to Columbia because right. I am a home girl. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a daddy's girl. So mm-hmm. um, I, you know, my family was here. I wasn't going anywhere else. Right. Uh, when I graduated law school, I worked in Florence for about eight months. I commuted. I never thought about okay. moving. Um, but Columbia has always been there for been an ideal place for me. And I always think about Columbia and why I, I dedicated my life to making Columbia a better place is because, like I said, it's, it has such a rich history. Um, but that history hasn't always included all of us. And I just I see this city so much still through the eyes of my daddy. 
um, who unfortunately passed away in 2010. Um, and, and I think of him every single day and I, and I see the city through his eyes. And he always talks about when my parents um, met and married when uh, they were at John C. Smith in Charlotte. And so he, they had that decision, whether to stay in Charlotte or come back to Columbia. And he always used to tell me that Columbia and Charlotte were around the same place then, but they moved back to Columbia, same reason, because of family. They had mm -hmm. kids and they wanted us to be around our grandparents and stuff. So they moved back to Columbia. And But over the years, he saw Charlotte take off in a way that Columbia wasn't. And he always felt like Columbia had so much unrealized potential. Um, and he would always talk about the unrealized potential for Columbia. And so um, that is also why I dedicate so much to making Columbia a better place as an elected official, but also just as a community leader. There's so much I do in this city that isn't related to my role as a city council person, but it's also, but it's because Columbia is home for me. And I look at that unrealized potential through the eyes of my dad, look at how much we, how far we've come, but how much more we can do. I love this. You are keeping tradition and you're building legacy at the same time for your family. I love that. But when we return, we're going to talk about, Jamie, your stint with education and serving as a commissioner. But Tamika, you're running for mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. That's the tea. We got to really talk about that. We'll be right back. Next, more with the Divines. We'll be right back. I'm just not college material. I am tired of school. I'm just not sure what I want to do after graduation. Sound familiar? Welcome to the Prelo Educational Institute. Our focus is to help young people prepare for life after high school. It's never too early to start planting the seed for education, career, and life overall. The Prelo Educational Institute is made up of the following two products. The first product is the book titled, I Ain't Going to College, A Guide for Life After High School. This is the first book of a series that introduces middle and high school students to a young man struggling to find his way and make the decision about whether attending college is the right choice for him or not. The book has questions inside and a supplemental curriculum can also be purchased. The newest product from the Prelo Educational Institute is our online course titled Preparing for Life After High School. In this course, students will learn about decision-making, self-confidence, accountability, self-awareness, and many other topics that speak to social-emotional learning. Young people will read a story about a young man who never gave up no matter what the circumstances were. The course is interactive and has questions, quizzes, and video. Do not wait until your child or student is a senior in high school to start planning. Enroll today. To enroll and learn more, please visit www.speakerauthormarlow.com. Need a little motivation? Timothy Clifton is with us every week on Mondays to get your week started with a little motivation. All here on The Michael Finkley Show. Show. We are still chatting with the, the, the Divines, y'all, the Divines, Jamie and Tamika. They're with us and they're giving us great information about themselves and plans for the future as well. Jamie, my fellow HBCU person and fellow yes. English major as yes. well. You have yes. been in the arena of education for a lot of years now with awesome experiences and connections. How did this happen for you? Why this route? 
Well, I tell you, um, I did major in English uh, over at the great Benedict College. And so um, uh, I was going to teach. uh, And then I ended up working for the Columbia Housing Authority. Uh, I did do student teaching. And then the opportunity came for me to do some um, internship work over at the Columbia Housing Authority for a year. But I ended up actually staying about 11 years. And then I started again um, with, uh, with, with another nonprofit where I'm at now, service president, CEO of that nonprofit now. Um, but I got into, um, education running for the school district. Uh, uh prior to that, I served on the, um, the rich, the, uh, Richland one, um, um, foundation board on several years, 2004, 2005. And then I decided some years later to run for the school board. Again, as I said earlier, I wanted to make sure that we had one of the best educational systems uh, throughout this country, throughout the state. And mm-hmm. so when I decided to run, um, it was just perfect timing. Uh, we, we, we prayed on it. Uh, Tamika and I were married. Uh, we were, we had a three-year-old at that time. That's 2008. So she would have been three but there, mm-hmm. or, 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 or two, almost three. Mm-hmm. And so it just worked out. And I always wanted to be in education. So I said, well, maybe this is my way of giving back. Right. So since 2008, uh, I am now on my fourth term, and I thank the voters of Columbia for electing me for another four-year term uh, to make that happen. And, and again, we're not perfect, but we are well on our way to do things better. We continue to grow, and we've seen the growth in education. We've seen the growth in Richland 1. Yeah. So again, we want to make sure that uh, all of our students get what they need um, as they progress throughout, um, throughout the educational system uh, in, in Richland 1. I love that. And you all have made some awesome strides in Richland One as well. Could you talk about some of those achievements for the district and also for yourself as well? All right. So in Richland One, you know, we, we're a school district with about 23, 24,000 students. Uh, we have 52 schools throughout our system. Uh, we are pre-K three through uh, grade 12. And so we serve pretty much the downtown um, area um, and then we go a little bit up uh, to uh, Forest Acres and over up to uh, some of North Main up to Fairfield County line. And so we've been blessed and fortunate over the last several years. We have a, a great superintendent, great board that has allowed him and his administration to do some good things. And I'll just think just a few. Um, we mm-hmm. received a $15 million grant uh, about three, four years ago mm-hmm. to start a leadership magnet program in the Keenan yep. Cluster. Um, and that has gone over well. We'll continue to build upon that. Then we also have the first CDL program uh, in the state, the third in the country, which is commercial driver's license, where we take our young people. Uh, right now is, is housed in Eau Claire Zone. We'll take our young people um, and, and get them their license uh, in, in commercial driver's license uh, in the state. Hopefully they'll stay in Richland one because we know right now there's a shortage of bus drivers and so the mm-hmm. goal is, is to be homegrown, just as Tamika talked about earlier, is to keep our own here, but we know some may venture out to other uh, places of employment, other opportunities, and, and, and that's still okay, but we still want them to have those options and opportunities. And just most recently, we were the only district in the first district in the state to complete all of the apprenticeship programs that's, um, that, that's been allocated by the state of South Carolina. Um, where all of our students have different pathways to go into um, the, the college and career technical field. And so we're very proud of that uh, as well. And so we are doing some great things here in Richland One. We have an international baccalaureate uh, program at one of our high schools. We have a capstone program 
we have one of the first college and career international baccalaureate programs. Um, we have a health magnet science pro, pro program. Uh, we have a, a finance academy program originally one. So we're doing some great things and we continue to partner with those in the, in the community to uh, allow us to be great. And then for me personally, um, this year uh, after re-election, I've been appointed. So someone sought us out, uh, saw that we were doing some great things here in Richland One. And so the National School Board Association, uh, CUBE, uh, Council of Urban Boards of Education, sought us out and said, hey, we want you all to explain to other urban school districts how you're doing some of the great things that you all are doing. And so therefore, I've been appointed to the board. Uh, hopefully, uh, soon we'll get a four-year uh, commitment uh, from NSBA through yeah. CUBE to serve on the National School Boards Association. So we're uh, very proud and, nice. and all that we can do to help Richland One, and not just Richland One, but our other, other, other urban school districts across uh, the country. And so, and there are a, a number of them, I don't know the number, but it's very large. And so we want to make sure that we help them and just show some of the great things that we're doing here in Richland One. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, there's some major, major important things there happening, Jamie. And, and I love it. They, they chose the right person for the position. So Jamie, while you're doing all things educational, educationally, we have Tamika over here with our politics and she's been on the city council there in Columbia, South Carolina for years, but now she's decided to throw her hat in to run for mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. I'm definitely so excited for you. So how did, did, this, um, did this decision come for you? I will tell you, Michael, I've prayed on this for, for many years. Um, I first thought about running for mayor in 2009, and I'll be honest, um, it just timing was not right for me. Mm -hmm. um, my dad had been sick, um, and he actually subsequently, like I mentioned, passed away in 2010. Um, but my dad had been sick. Um, you know, we still had, you know, one small child mm -hmm. um, and knew we would likely have, you know, more children. Um and, you know, Bob, Mayor Bob Coble had mentioned that he wanted one more term. And so I was like, okay, well, that time-wise, that'd be fine. I will mm -hmm. likely run after you. Well, then Mayor Steve Benjamin, who is a good friend, uh, chose to run in, in 2010, and I supported him. And so, you know, I just felt like, you know, God, God gives you what you need at the time you need it. And that was, timing wasn't right for me. So I supported uh, Mayor Benjamin and have continued to support him, but I've continued to work really hard as an at-large council member. Um, and so as an at-large council member, I have taken on a lot of citywide topics and issues like you know, youth violence, domestic violence, uh, healthy lifestyles, affordable housing. Uh, most recently, I've, I've led a very in-depth, encouraging citywide discussions around inequity and disparity and how we as a city um, can be a more equitable city, make sure that all people are thriving uh, within the city of Columbia. Uh, I've served as mentors for a lot of young folks coming up in the city um, and, and been a, a more of a collaborator. Um, and so I don't seek the limelight. And so I say that to say it's, it's interesting because people are like, well, you know, I've always heard you, you might be mayor, but you know, you've been at large council person, what, you know, why do you now want to be mayor? I don't want to be mayor for the title or anything. I honestly feel like, you know, I've been doing the job to a certain extent. Um, 
you know, without the without the title, without the money, without the staff, um, because I, I've, I've been serving in this community for so long. Um, but um, as Mayor Benjamin started talking about that he was likely not going to run for re-election, uh, Jamie and I talked. Um, I talked with my parent, well, my mom. Um, the girls, we've talked with our kids and I prayed on it. I talked with our minister, uh, Pastor Charles B. Jackson Sr. And I felt like everything that the Lord was giving me and in, in depositing my spirit was, this is your time. This is your time. I prepared you for this time. I mean, the, the unique part about this timing is, you know, our city is still dealing with a pandemic. So we're coming out of COVID-19. Uh, but we also are dealing with, again, systemic um, issues that have led to a city that is inequitable. There are resources in one part of the city that are not present in other parts of the city. And I can only do so much as an at-large council person. I can do much more, bring people and resources to the table as a mayor who's dedicated to, to making sure those things get done. Um, so again, it was kind of like confirmation when Mayor Benjamin announced he wasn't re running for re-election. Um, God had you know, been speaking to me and saying, you know, you are prepared for this. Um, and so I announced that I am running for mayor. And so um, I am a candidate for mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, when elected, I will be the first female mayor we've ever had in the city. We've never had a, a woman mayor in, in the city of Columbia. Mm -hmm. And so what I share with people is I'm not running to make history, but I certainly, you know, I've actually already done that. <laughs> I'm right. the right. first African-American right. female elected the city council and the first African-American to be elected at large. So I've already made history. History is not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do together with, with the constituents that I serve is elevate uh, um, the, the conversation of, you know, having a mayor that certainly um, is in and of the community. You know, this is the community that raised me. Uh, this is the community that I love and I, I still work in every single day. So I'm someone who is in and of the community, but I'm also somebody who has um, led nationally as well. I, I serve on the board of the National League of Cities. Um, I'm actually on the executive committee of the board and the finance committee of the board. Um, I have served at, I serve on the board of the Women in Municipal Government. I serve on the board of the National Black Caucus of Local Elected Officials. Um, I've been recognized with, uh, by Governing Magazine as one of the women in, women in government to watch. Um, that was about three or four years ago. So I've, I've led here locally. I've also led nationally and have, but also have just such a deep passion um, and, and thought of all the opportunities. Like I talked about with my dad, seeing the unrealized potential of our city. I see it so much that I I want to be able to lend my expertise and my knowledge and my passion and compassion for the people of this city uh, to, to really take what Mayor Bob did, Mayor Benjamin did, continue those things, but do it in a different way and, and, and elevate us to a, a level that is truly uh, worthy of the capital city of the, of the state of South Carolina. So I'm excited. <laughs> Amazing. And so what is your platform for the city of Columbia as you run for this awesome race? So I have, like I said, I have so many priorities, but I'm going to tell you, Michael, I have my, my platform, but I also am starting to campaign off with, I am doing what I call divine listens. I'm doing listening sessions with the community um, and people can go to my website and sign up for one at uh, www.divineformayor.com. 
but um, I'm listening. And so certainly my priorities and my platform may, may adjust a little bit, but my platform is about number one, creating equitable communities. You know, like I mentioned, I just led a citywide conversation on inequities and how the government specifically played a role in segregating our cities across this country um, and led to inequitable communities through redlining and gentrification um, and not, uh, not really fully investing in communities of color. And so I have led that conversation and coming out of that conversation came uh, ideas of what we can do as a city to be a more equitable city. So I'll be that champion for that. So I wanna talk about creating more equitable communities, investing and reinvesting in our underserved populations and communities that have not always traditionally gotten investment by the city. I wanna talk about workforce development and how do we train our young people and even our returning citizens and our underemployed citizens, how do we train them for jobs uh, that are available, not just today, but in the future, high wage jobs so that they are not making minimum wage, but they're making higher wages. Um, I want to want to talk about, of course, affordable housing, which is something I've worked on for, for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I think the key to it with affordable housing is it's a national issue. It's not just an issue uh, specific here to South Carolina and Columbia, but we have a unique community. And so part of, uh, of of addressing the issue of the lack of affordable housing is first of all in involving and engaging the community and understanding what affordable housing really is. So I've been leading the last six months a task force um, that has talked about affordable housing and educating our community about the needs in our community, but also um, the challenges it is on being able to provide a, a quality, equitable, high, high quality, um, uh, affordable housing in our communities. So I'll be talking about that. Uh, green energy. I want to make sure that we are doing our part as the capital city um, on, on with the environment. And so part of that uh, with green energy and environment is also looking at economic justice and how do we make sure that we don't have communities of color built, you know, next to railroad tracks or next to, you know, a nuclear laundry. And that has happened here in the city in the past. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that we're doing those things. Um, law enforcement, you know, there's been a lot of conversation over the last year about reimagining policing. Some people talk about defunding the police. I tend to believe that people who talk about defunding the police and people who talk about reimagining policing are not talking about things that are too dissimilar. It's just we're not using the same terminology and we're not actually talking, we're not, we're, we're, we're talking a whole lot about the terms and not really about the solutions. And as a former prosecutor, as, a, as someone who's always in the community, I understand you know, the challenges that law enforcement has, but I also understand the opportunities and the things that we can do when we invest resources into our communities as we support our local nonprofits. The folks who are in the, in the community, they know the needs, but they don't always have the infrastructure to be able to provide services. So how do we do that? So those are just a couple things. There are a lot more, um, but I will be listening to folks and, and making sure that the ideas that are brought to me as a candidate, if and when elected, will be we transformed into actual policies of the mayor's office. Um, so people can learn more and go to our website at divineformayor.com. All right. All right. I love it. And within this run for mayor, are you ready for the positive and the negative that comes along with it in running for office? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, the thing, Michael, and, and we talk about this all the time, actually, uh, we are unique in that we are a duly elected family. And, and so with that comes um, being in the public eye, 
Uh, with it comes supporters. It also comes detractors. Um, it puts um, things that we do on the front page of the paper all the time, whereas it wouldn't take any attention from for anybody else. And so we've been through it through his campaigns, through my previous campaigns. Um, but we also truly believe that, you know, number one, too much is given, much is required. And we understand that we are truly blessed um, and that God has prepared us for everything. But everything that he has promised us doesn't mean it's going to be given to us in, in an easy way. We have to go through things to get there. Um, and so part of that, I know that with this campaign, I have a record of service that I'm very proud of and I'm going to stand on. But I also understand when I've been here this, this long, there are folks who might not like some of the things I've done, might not believe that I can actually carry the torch and move us forward. And so I'm, I'm ready for an engaging debate on the real issues. Um, with that, I know that there might be some personal attacks as well. Um, and that's not always easy personally to deal with, but it also is something that I understand that God would not have given me this, this vision and this uh, provision to, to run for office and everything else if I wasn't prepared to actually deal with the fact that there will be some things I go through to get there. Um, and so I'm ready for it. Um, I am encouraged and inspired, like I said before, um, because I also understand that even things that we go through, um, this happens all the time, things that we go through publicly, other people go are going through pri privately. Right. And people also look to us on how we deal with that negativity. Mm -hmm. And I get so many people who will inbox me or call me or text me or text Jamie and say, thank you. You know, I see the grace in which you handle those attacks. I see uh, the negativity that people are thrown after you. And I know that that must mean that, that you are meant for greater. But as I go through attacks in my personal life, I know that means that I must be made for greater as well. And so I also see this as part of what we go through publicly ends up being um, something that inspires people who might be going through similar things privately. Um, and so again, to much as expected much is given much is expected and i know that god is is continuing to use us for bigger and better things and if that means we got to go through some mess to get there i'm ready <laughs> go let's go i love it i love it and so jamie and tamika we know that each of us if we're living and breathing on this earth we have a year we're born and a year that we pass on what yes. do you want that dash to mean for you Let's start with Jamie. So the dash for me would mean um, the things that we're doing now, community servants, being a community servant, um, giving back. I was age 25, sitting in my house. Again, this is before I got married. And I asked the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And clear as day, as you and I sitting here talking along with Tamika, um, he said to me, I just want you to help others. It was just that simple. And, and, and I've always told that story, and I always tell that story, because when I asked that question, I was pondering what, what, what are my next goals? I was a quarter of a century old, 25 years old. What do I want my legacy to be? What is it that I want folk to know about me? So with that said, um, again, you know, I want to help others. Um, you know, I don't have to be a, pu a public official to do that. I've always done it. I want to continue to, to do it. So that dash to me says, this is the life that he lived and he lived it for the people. And I want to also help better any organization that I'm a part of. And I think that's part of leadership. I think part of leadership is taking the I out and put the we in so that we can make the organization better 
and make our future better. Again, it's not about me. It's not about Tamika. It's, it's you know, even with this show, it's the conduit to make us better because you have some great folk on the show that have done some great things, but it's not about the individual. It's about how do we take what they've done to make our world a much better place. And so again, I want to make sure that we leave a great legacy behind to make this world a much better place. I love it. Tamika? And of course, mine is very similar, just understanding that um, that people, that through my service, I made the lives of people better and that it may not be even people that I know that something I've done, but God knows and that it is it is something that's been better in the community. And I just, I just say that I remember like, I mentioned my dad passed in 2010. I remember after he passed, so many folks, I was already elected, so many folks reached out to me and told me things that my dad had done that even my mom and I had not known. I mean, he paid tuition, you know, one semester for a kid, or he would, you know, pay for um, young people to, you know, to go to camp, um, or, you know, just baseball. baseball. I mean, you know, people were coming to us with all kinds of stories, and these are things we never knew. It wasn't things he even told his wife. I mean, because it wasn't about him or him getting the recognition for it. It was about helping other folks. And that's what I want my life in and out of public office to be like. Um, and I'll say, I feel like I'm on that path. I mean, when I first announced that morning, I got so many emails. I got an email that really still brings me chills from a young lady who said, you probably don't remember me, but you saved my life. She said, I was a victim of abuse and I reached out to you. She said, I reached out to so many elected officials and nobody contacted me back. She said, I, I was at my wit's end. I emailed you. You called me the next day. You talked to me and you said, don't worry, someone will be in touch. I don't know what you did, but a day later, I got the, the information and I got the help I needed and got out of the situation I was in that was that could have killed me. Um, and so she said, you saved my life and I, I, I can't wait to vote for you for mayor. Um, I'm grateful for the vote for mayor, but it wasn't, I mean, it was just, had I not announced I was running for mayor, I probably would never know that this, that what I did, the calls that I made, the resources that I connected her with saved her life. Um, but that in and itself tells me that again, I am doing God's work and I'm, I'm doing, I'm in a position to, to do things. And I want when that dash to mean when, when I close my eyes for the last time, I want people to be able to say, she made a difference. She helped people. She didn't do it for recognition or title or celebrity status. She did it because it was the right thing to do and we're better because of it. And that's what I want my life to be about. I love it. And we all want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. We yes. definitely want to hear those words. Um, yes. Tamika, one more time, how can they donate to your campaign or even volunteer? They can go to our website, which is divineformayor.com. So if you go to divineformayor.com, you can see my platform. You see a link to volunteer for service. You see a link to donate. You see a link to even share your vision for Columbia. Because again, this isn't going to be, this campaign, this administration is not going to be about Tamika Isaac Divine. It's going to be about Columbia and all the citizens of Columbia. So you can even share your vision um, there. And so the website is kind of a one-stop shop. You can do anything there. And I just encourage people to stay connected with me. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Columbia, this is a really amazing time, again, to, to deal with, you know, uh, coming out of this pandemic stronger and better. 
but also recognizing that this pandemic and other things creates opportunities that unless we have the right leadership, we're not going to be able to seize on those opportunities. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Y'all, it's the Divines. Jamie Tamika, thank you so much for being on, sharing your story, all the awesome things that you're doing. And I, I appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, and thank you, my brother. We look forward to the great successes uh, from you as well. Uh, we see now that you're continuing to be wor wor worldwide in what you do. And so thank you again uh, for everything. And again, and just for hosting us and others across this, across, this, across this world, across this nation, just to bring the good news of what's happening around us. and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients. And he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. I, I Tamika Isaac, do Solomon swear. Discharge the duties thereof, so help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and best wishes. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we're often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, 
and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. Calling all TRIO, Gear Up, JAG, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our College Readiness Cohort Series. This College Readiness Series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If you're interested, visit our website, thefinkleyexperience.com, or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. On the next Michael Finkley, we'll be chatting with Chris Singleton. He talks with us about the loss of his mother from the Emmanuel 9 shooting. How has his life changed through his life's events? Monday. Hello everybody, welcome back. What did you learn? You know my question. What did you learn today? Let's talk about it in the chat below. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you so much, Tamika, for being with us today. We really appreciate you. Your family. You are family. And how we can support you here at the Michael Finkley Show, please, please let us know. We wish you all the best in your endeavors. Jamie with education and also Tamika with your run for mayor of Columbia. We wish you the best. Thank you so much for being with us today. On the next Michael Finkley, on Friday, we will be chatting with Natalie Williams and Martin Bailey. Awesome stories again, y'all. So stories you don't want to miss. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show. Ring that bell for notification. We'll send you an email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Again, please listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for up-to-date information about The Michael Finkley Show, please check our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Thank you so much for watching. And guess what? We'll see you Friday. Have a good one.